all the real housewives, they're all divorced. None of them are actually married. It's like, there's not, they're not real housewives. They're fake housewives because <laughs> they're all divorced. <laughs> It's the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Hey, welcome to episode 60, the Michael Jordan edition of the podcast. No, not that Michael Jordan, but rather the Cincinnati Bengals offensive lineman draft in 2019. I always figure it must be so tough to live up to a stud athlete's namesake. The Seahawks drafted a cornerback named Mike Tyson a few years back, just like the famous former boxer. Let's say the NFL version of Tyson was not quite as successful. Other athletes that shared the same name of interest, John Madden, of course, legendary NFL coach, also NHL. Larry Johnson was a running back, and he also played in the NBA. Kurt Warner both played football. One was a star quarterback. There was a running back. Nicholas Backstrom, both in hockey. One was a criminally underrated forward still for the Washington Capitals. The other was a goalie. Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver and the Super Bowl winning coach for the Cowboys. And, of course, Adrian Peterson, both NFL running backs. Ah, yes, Adrian Peterson. Whenever there's an excuse to tell this story again, I'll take it. Years back, I had the first pick in a fantasy football draft, and Vikings running back, Adrian Peterson, was the player everyone wanted first. I was in an auction league, so you pay for the players you want in the draft. Everyone wanted him. I had the first pick, and I threw out Adrian Peterson to be bid on. Only problem was he was the Bears running back, Adrian Peterson, who wasn't very good. Lots of people bid him up. And then someone way overpaid for the fake Adrian Peterson. Let's just say he was pretty cheesed off. I'm so, so proud of that moment. I'm sure there are so many other same-named athletes that I'm forgetting too. If there's any more, please let me know. Now, it's episode 60, a nice round number for the podcast. So I guess I should shout from the rooftops how amazing of a milestone episode this is. Mm, No. I'll be sure to ask my guest if she thinks milestones are as pointless as I do. So without further ado... Let's get cracking. Okay, now welcome on my good friend, Sarah Anderson. I've known her for many years now, and we met in rather unique circumstances. She's the most passionate Flames fan I know, and is a lover of a lot of trash reality TV that I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) Welcome to the H-Dog Pod, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, excited to have you on for sure. Uh, I mentioned that we met in in rather fortuitous, good word, way years ago. Uh, Share that story of the first memories that you have. Of the hound dog. Oh, well, you know, it's a great memory. You know, on Twitter is where Michael and I met. And let me tell you, hound dog slid into my DMs before it was even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I started following you because of Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly what he, but he tweeted something and he shouted you out or, you know, he, he tagged you in a post or whatever. So, um, you know, obviously I follow all sorts of sports things, you know, cause I'm a huge hockey fan. So, uh, I thought, Oh, well this, this guy seems kind of interesting. So I'm going to, I'm going to start following him. So I followed you and of course you followed me back and then, I tweeted something about Big Brother. So mm-hmm, Big Brother mm-hmm. is really, that's really what brought us together, mm-hmm. our love of Big Brother. So I tweeted something about Big Brother, and then, then you replied to me, and the rest is history. And then, then you slid into my DMs. and <laughs> I slid into the DMs. Like you he, said before, DMs are, uh, you know, sliding into DMs was a huge thing. <laughs> yes, you were ahead of your time. 
Well, always a visionary. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, well, gosh, how long has it been? It's been quite a, quite a while since we've been talking, eh? Well, actually, it is all, it is, it's going to be our 10-year anniversary, or friend anniversary uh, in July. Holy 10 years. Crap. I knew it was a lot of years. I didn't know it was that many. Already? My yeah. God, time flies. I can't believe it's been 10 years, but we have been we have been basically best friends for 10 years. <laughs> wow, what a brag, uh, maybe from your end, but maybe not from my end. I mean, but, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe from, maybe not from your end, but yeah. you're, you're my, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, so obviously <laughs> you're from uh, Saskatchewan, out, uh, out west, so I've only ever seen you for about five minutes, maybe collectively in 10 years of my life, in person. Yeah, so, so uh, last year, finally... We met in person when I was on a flight uh, to the States. I had to go through Toronto and Michael came all the way down to the airport to, to see me for basically 10, 15 minutes. We visited for we finally got to meet in person. It's pretty it's pretty crazy that how lucky it was. I already said the word fortuitous, but it's true because I went down there not knowing for sure if I'd be able to. And then I was like, I don't know exactly where you are. And. There was only, like I said, like a 10-minute window there for you to be able to see before you had to do go to your connecting flight. So very glad that it worked out. And, uh, yeah, it was just cool to finally meet you. After all these years of talking, I figured, you know, I might as well actually uh, meet you, you know? Absolutely. That was much appreciated that you made that effort to come all the way down to the airport to see me. Uh, and I will say, Michael is much taller in person than I thought. <laughs> well, that's been called worse, I suppose, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Enough of the sappy stuff. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty oh. on this stuff. Uh, in my introduction, I was uh, this is episode sixty of the podcast, and uh, I was railing about how a little bit, as I always do, about how milestones are absolutely pointless and stupid. Please tell me you agree that milestones are, generally speaking, pretty stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, I'm very honored to be on the sixtieth episode of the H Dog Pod. Uh, very, very honored when you ask me, uh, but. You know, I like milestones, and I think it might be a female thing. Uh, I feel like women like to, you know, come up with that, oh, it's our one-month anniversary, it's, you know, six months since we met, but I personally, I, I like milestones. I'm kind of a sentimental person that way. Well, maybe I'm going to have to cut off your microphone on this one, and uh, that's the end of the interview. Thank you for being on the h Dog Pod, Sarah. It was a, it was a good discussion, but uh, that ended on a rather sour note, I guess. No, like, I, obviously, I, I understand, like, uh, you know, Alex Ovechkin, for example, you know, passing, uh, you know, uh, getting closer, not close to Gretzky, but he's uh, on his way up to try to catch uh, Gretzky in goals if he passes Marcel Dion here eventually, uh, shortly, then yeah, that's a milestone. That's pretty cool. Like he's you know, moved into fifth place all time on goals or whatever. That's that's kind of neat. Uh, but if it's just like a random like sixty or forty or seventy or whatever, I always find it ridiculous because sixty is awesome. But episode sixty-seven will be even better. But no, I'm not gonna be you know saying how great episode sixty-seven is. So that's why I find uh, milestones are a little bit a little bit silly for someone just to love a round number. I just find it weird. Right. Well, I, I personally uh, am a little biased. I think episode 60 will be the best uh, <laughs> of the H-Dog <laughs> Oh, well, you know what? But, uh, well, you know, speaking of milestones, Johnny Gujaro just had uh, his 500th game yeah. the other night. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a pretty big, don't you think that that's, uh, that's something to be discussed? No, not at all. Uh, like no. I said, his 583rd game will be better than his 500th game. That's the point I'm making, but we make this big deal of it. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's better because it is 500. I'll say that better 500 than say 400 or 300 or 200. I will say that, but not really. But, uh, did you hear Daryl Sutter's comments? Uh, your boy, Daryl Sutter, uh, his comments, uh, about Goudreau's, uh, milestone. Yes, uh, apparently Daryl Sutter, our friend, does not think much of milestones either. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. By saying that hopefully his 500th game uh, is better than his 499. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a dangerous battle to maybe. I, I understand him maybe trying to light the fire under him a little bit, uh, pun intended. But uh, to be going <laughs> after one of your star players that early in the tenure. Uh, it's it's a bit risky, and uh, what's going on with the Flames right now? They're, they're, I feel they should be way better. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, it's 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 pretty disappointing, you know. I have to say, you and I, you and I discussed uh, probably about what a week or two before they fired Jeff Ward. Mm-hmm. You and I discussed discussed that, and because uh, I said to you, do you think that Jeff Ward um, could possibly be fired? And you, psychic Michael. Nosterhound Dogmas, yep. That's right. Uh, you said possibly Daryl Sutter could come back as a coach. And then what, what, what happened? Well, I figured we like, hired- he, yeah, they hired him. But I figured it was what, like three years or something. He hadn't been in coaching He's on the farm all the right. time. At some point, he probably was like, okay, I'm bored here. No. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was a great move for them. Um, me as a fan, obviously super excited because, uh, I love Daryl Sutter. Um, and so I thought that it was going to be a huge moment for us. You know, he's going to come in, he's going to turn things around. Uh, and it hasn't quite quite happened yet. No, I think they won three of the first four games, and it was like, okay, here we go. But then, yeah, they've uh, struggled since then. But uh, the tough part for, part for Calgary and Vancouver, I think they're, uh, you know, they're a few points back in Montreal, but Montreal's played like five fewer games than them. So that's going to be a really, uh, right. that's going to be a challenge for them to get uh, up in the playoff spot there. Um, yeah, it's tough, but you know, me being a dedicated fan, uh, I'm always hopeful. I'm always thinking positive. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, rag on my boys. Hmm. That doesn't make as good of podcasting. If you're, if you're, uh, not ragging on your boys, I would have oh, loved some fiery oh, takes about them, you know, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not really that kind of a fan. I'm, uh, I'm pretty positive. When it comes to, you know, losses, I'm ready to get back on, you know, next, the next game's going to be better. Um, I don't get too down, so. Oh, you sound like Sorry. the worst type of sports fan, you know. Uh, I, <laughs> I like when people, you know, uh, Seahawks losing games and, you know, getting fired up about it. Then, uh, you know, eventually, obviously, about an hour later, okay, we're good to go. But, you know, right. I want that fire and that passion. So, uh, uh, likely, like I said, well, Vancouver won't make the playoffs, probably, just based on the amount of games. What would be your right. worst case scenario to win the cup? Edmonton or Vancouver? Your two bitter rivals. Oh, oh, I, you know, I don't know. I, that's such a tough thing to even think about because you know when when Edmonton plays Vancouver, I think I speak for most of the Flames fans. We tend to cheer for Edmonton, even though wow. you know they're our bitter rivals. I mean, Vancouver is just so easy to hate. They're just they're a very, they're a very hateable team. So, 
that is a tough one. I think I might cheer for Edmonton. Wow. But wasn't Vancouver more hateable, say, a decade ago with, you know, when they had Burroughs and, uh, you know, Sedin and Bieksa and those types of players? Like, now, yeah, so they seem to be a bit more interesting. And it's kind of a bit cooler now, right. I would say, no? Right. And I feel like, uh, well, not not during during COVID, but I feel like it's, uh, it's almost the fans that, that make it work easier to hate them. Uh, I think... Well, I shouldn't say too much about that, but I think uh, Canucks fans are kind of jerk. We'll have to edit this out. <laughs> I just don't think I should be slamming the Canucks fans, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. One hundred percent, you should be slamming them. No, uh, absolutely. This is this is a safe space uh, to the to to rail on fans. Come on, it's not like you're oh, saying. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Well, I feel like Canucks fans are you know kind of assholes, <laughs> and. Um, the Oilers fans are too. Now I've been to a game in Edmonton, you know, I went to see the flames in Edmonton and kind of got into it with, uh, the fans a few times, you know, I mean, and that's, that's normal. Uh, but I have heard some bad stories about, you know, flames fans in Vancouver that they are, they're really not nice to the opposing team's fans. So, mm. did you ever get into any uh, altercations uh, that were more than uh, how, how, how crazy were these, um, these uh, little dust ups that you had with these fans? Well, <laughs> they didn't turn out to be, you know, there were no physical altercations, ah. but, you know, I mean, they're kind of close. It was, it was close a few times. <laughs> Oh man, I, I, I am a very, I am a very passionate fan. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I will, I will defend my boys to the bitter end. That, that sounds good. Uh, well, also, uh, just uh, starting up here is baseball, the Blue Jays season. Uh, how excited are you uh, for their season to get going? And do you think they actually they could actually make a run to the World Series? Wow, that's a big question. I, of course, I'm a big Jays fan. Um, I haven't been paying too much attention. I feel like uh, you are my uh, source of news for all that is all sports, but you tell me a lot of Jay's things. I haven't been paying too much attention. I've been kind of focused on hockey. Uh, I haven't been really paying attention to, you know, what they got going on. What's your thoughts on that? What, what do, do you think they're going to do this you, year? You haven't poured over the depth chart of the Tampa Bay Rays in <laughs> intricate detail? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, astonished and I'm deeply, bitterly disappointed in you. Uh, I think the Jays can be a pretty darn good team. They still do need starting pitching, especially because a couple of their uh, starters uh, to start the year are injured. Uh, even before that happening, I would still, still say there's a little bit of a concern there. But uh, they've definitely shown they're going all in for it. So if they do need to make a deal, uh, they're more than uh, you know capable and willing. Capable because they have a good farm system to be, to be able to trade some of their good young players. And also, uh, they're clearly willing to do it because they pony up some uh, big cash the last two off-seasons. Off so. I mean, I, 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 still, I still miss Edwin and Carnacion. Mm-hmm. He is, he is my, he's my fave. But, you know... I would love to get back to that exciting time like we had back in, what was it, 2016? Mm-hmm. The, the bad flip, yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was amazing. Yeah, I just wish I could actually go to Blue Jays games. They're to my, to, for my money, the best uh, sporting event to go to because you don't, you know, obviously you're, you're there with buddies, or hopefully, unless you're lonely like me sometimes, and I've gone alone, which is kind of <laughs> sad. But uh, no, they're a lot more fun to go to Jays games. You know, you get, you're kind of paying attention. You don't have to pay attention to every single pitch. They're to me the best uh, sporting event to go to live. So hopefully they come back to Toronto here at some point. 
this season, but I'm not uh, banking on that, I would imagine. So, Yeah, with uh, with COVID, uh, who knows? I feel like we still got another, well, I think the rest of this year mm-hmm. before things kind of get back to normal. But when I come to Toronto to visit you, we're going to a Jays game. Okay, that sounds uh, sounds good. In 2047, uh, when uh, <laughs> the fans are allowed, allowed back in the ballpark, sounds good. Uh, last episode, I was uh, off my introduction. I was talking about, uh, and we discussed about uh, me getting some blood work done. And uh, you, had, uh, I was actually talking to you, and you're like, "Yeah, of course, everybody knows that." I want to hear your takes on this. So I'm in the wrong for saying for thinking that it's weird for uh, a nurse to ask me uh, what my uh, better vein is. I thought that was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Well, so you're you're obviously a rookie with the with the blood work because I've been, I mean, doing blood work on a regular basis for several years. So I know my veins pretty well. Uh, so I know which arm is better, uh, which spot is better, which is going to probably hurt less. Uh, so I mean, mine is my go to is my my left hand. Uh, either my hand or my like elbow. So what's what's your good vein? What's your what's your best vein? <laughs> I don't know. I just basically said I have no idea. She ended up using the left arm, which is fine. She actually, I will say, she was very good, which is better than a few years ago. Uh, maybe four or five years ago, I was at a different uh, clinic, and uh, the, these two women were like almost uh, pretty much seriously arguing over which vein of mine was better to to to, <laughs> to use. And then this woman was like trying to do it, and it wouldn't work. And then she's like, "Hey," to her assistant, "Can you come in? I'm." having troubles doing this. And, and I was like, Oh my God. Like I was like, you know, nervous enough. Like I was just like, um, you don't know what you're doing with this. I don't really love the fact that you're confused about what to do with a, a needle. So, uh, at least this time, this go around, it wasn't that crazy. Right. Right. And you know, that, that has a lot to do with it too. Um, I feel like the, the lab checked their confidence and, um, and their ability to, find the vein <laughs> yeah i was just like uh, uh but yeah no this go around it was pretty good and i was telling my mom about so, this as well and she was saying that uh yeah no uh, i i totally uh, uh everyone knows what their better better vein is i was like oh i i have no idea so that got me thinking of course our moms are hilarious uh got me thinking about what are some of the uh, sort of uh, funnier expressions your mom says uh, i have a couple from uh, my mom Oh, my mom is, my mom is funny. And my mom is not, she's just, because she's so matter of fact uh, and serious. She's just, I just, she's just a hilarious woman. Marianne, gotta love her. Jeez, now you put me on the spot. I can't think of any actual expressions that she says, but. I'll tell you a couple uh, of my mom's and then maybe it'll jog your memory for yours. Uh, these are the three sort of that, that stuck out whenever I was thinking about it. Uh, I always loved that she used to say, and she still does, uh, tough toenails would be, uh, <laughs> would, would, was just amazing. I was just like, how does one even think of that? But yeah, I was, I was one of hers. Uh, whenever she w- was upset or whatever, bull feathers was another good one. <laughs> just imagine, just like, oh my God, like to think of these things is just amazing. And then, um, uh, she's the sort of softened her stance on this over the years, but for the longest time, uh, she wouldn't allow us to say fart, or she didn't like uh, he- hearing us say the word fart. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Flatulence or toots or whatever were fine, but fart, no bueno. Wow. Oh, your your mom is is a beauty of a woman. <laughs> uh, she's hilarious, which I'm I'm sure that's where you get it from. Uh, my mom, you know, she's she's got a few. Um, she's pretty old school. It's like she'll say, uh, 
because <laughs> you know she doesn't want to swear. She like go suck on an egg. <laughs> like what? I don't want to su- <laughs> suck on an egg. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a, I love that one. I, I, st- I better start using that one really? myself. You, sh- you should. You should start using that. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Bring it back. Oh man, go suck on it. Go out. If, if if you think of any others throughout this pod, definitely uh, uh, let us know because uh, that one was uh, absolutely a uh, hall of fame worthy, uh, tremendous one. I love it so much. <laughs> but let's go to some things that are uh, drive me crazy. And uh, speaking of milestones and different stuff like that, that uh, uh, I can't stand. Uh, sport. Whenever you hear uh, someone say the word sport, you know, united by sport or something like that, does that drive you crazy? Because uh, it's sports, uh, not sport. You know, I never really noticed anybody saying that before. Yes. I feel like you probably hear that more because you work in sports. It's all the time. It's it's everywhere now because it's it's a it's a thing that they say in Europe or whatever for like the soccer and stuff. Like that's more common there, which is fine. But over here, right. it hasn't. But it's it's infiltrated North America into saying everyone always says about sport instead of sports. I don't know why. It's one of those irrational things that just drive me crazy. Well, you and I share a lot of um, uh, grammar, um, grammar police moments, oh, yes. shall we say. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a bit of a grammar nerd. I like spelling. I like, um, you know, being correct with everything, uh, you know, even, even texting. You know, I don't like to write. You, the letter U, I like to write the whole word, Y-O-U. Um, so you and I are on the same page with all that stuff. I just, uh, I've, I've railed on this before. I just don't understand how people could be grown adults and they spell the word lose with two O's. I just, <laughs> I honestly, how could you be a grown ass person in your whatever age you are, you're 40 or 50, whatever how old you are, and you don't know that there's only one O in lose? I, it just it absolutely baffles me. I'm not saying some really, really tough word that's you know really difficult to spell. I understand that. <laughs> I mean, people might not be as good at spelling. Totally get that. But just not be able to know you're your and you're your or you're there and you're there. It's just like it just boggles my mind that how you can be a grown adult and not know that stuff. You know, I think what it comes down to is, is people just don't care. They just really don't care. And I mean, I, I personally don't understand that because. Uh, I care a lot about that kind of thing. Uh, but my my biggest pet peeve for grammar is uh, your Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Oh, yes. that, that, that's the biggest one for me. It's To me, it's so easy. You just think about it in your head. Is it you are or, or your? It's pretty easy, people. Come on. <laughs> it should be. It should be. But unfortunately, and you think people would be better uh, than, um, with texting, like autocorrect would uh, would recognize grammar in the autocorrects. Like, you know, they'd have a, a built-in thing for that, and they would actually be able to correct them themselves who were wrong into being right. But no, it doesn't happen. Right. And I, oh, I feel my like, God. I feel like that's coming. I feel like that's coming. That's going to happen. <laughs> <sighs> autocorrect is going to start recognizing that Y-O-U-R is incorrect and it needs to be changed to Y-O-U apostrophe yeah, Let's hope so. Yeah, absolutely. And they, um, for the trifecta of things that drive me crazy, uh, I've been noticing this online recently. I actually had an exchange brag with Jeremy Taggart, a musician. You may have heard of him uh, <laughs> online. And he posted a video and he said something like uh, clearly staged or whatever. 
and there's like so many videos that everyone like goes crazy over. It's so hilarious and so funny and you know uh, so unique and uh, uh, and it's like that's come on, that's so obviously staged nowadays. And uh, those videos, do you hate those as well, or, or are you a fan of? Uh, oh no, they're absolutely real. Uh, no, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I like, I like reality, obviously, seeing as I'm a, a reality show fanatic. Uh, I like things that seem real. So, I mean, if it, if there's a hint that it's, you know, staged, uh, I'm not really into it. Yeah, there was a video recently that uh, it was something that the guy was about to drink his beer or something like that, and then his essentially his kid said his his, his wife or the, the kid's mother is like essentially a, a bigger lady, and it was just it was so obvious <laughs> that it was like the, the way the, the it's just like hey your kid was a better actor than you uh, father, and it was just like and everyone, everyone of course everyone online online was like oh this is so funny and so amazing. Like, sometimes people will send me those videos and it's like no. No, what in, what brain process do you have to make you think that that's a real thing? Not at all. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that's people trying too hard. People are trying too hard nowadays to, you know, make a viral video or to be internet famous. And that doesn't work for me. You know, if you're trying too hard, eh, it's just, it's, it's not good. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of videos online, this is a perfect segue to uh, to promote. Just recently started the last couple of weeks for golf tournaments. Uh, all bets par off, where I pick four golfers. Uh, I put it on my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook. I'm uh, I do have a YouTube set up. I'm just pretty lazy at putting it on there, all that stuff on there. But I will do that eventually. <laughs> but yes, I've started doing that where I pick four golfers. I went on a hot streak where I picked uh, three golfers to win in four weeks, which was amazing. Didn't do these videos. Then I thought, you know what? I should start doing these videos. It'd be kind of cool. Maybe I you know, get some traction with doing these picks. The first two weeks of the picks have been absolutely atrocious of a train wreck of picks. It's like <laughs> I knew that was going to happen, but uh, at least I'm doing it. And I'm going to be doing that every week. So uh, for anyone who may uh, be interested in uh, throwing a little money on some golfers to win, uh, hopefully I can win us all some money, you know? Absolutely. And I, you know, that is one thing that we don't, we don't share. I don't golf. I've never, I've actually never golfed <sighs> and I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I would love to go. You could take me golfing. I mean, I, I would be absolutely horrible. I'm sure. Uh, but we could go, I could drive the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, that would be pretty fun. Yeah, and are. definitely you could give me some pointers. That would be pretty cool. Uh, it's it's so much fun, and and I always say to people who are just getting into the game, uh, you know, just hit the one good shot, and if you hit a one good one, you could have but you know a hundred bad ones, but that one good one will keep you coming back because you want to replicate that again. And I also always say to people who are beginning that they'll, that's oftentimes they'll start right out on like a regular golf course, and it's way too long. The holes are like five hundred and some yards, which is way too long. Just go to a par three course, and then every hole is a hundred yards, so you can see the pin after uh, for every shot. So it's not too daunting of a task and much more enjoyable for someone oh, who's beginning the game. Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's a great tip. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned reality TV there a little bit ago and, uh, I said that off the introduction as well. So let's uh, delve into some of these, uh, shows, uh, obviously bachelor just ended a few, uh, weeks ago. Uh, what did you think of, uh, Matt James's season? Uh, and even uh, if you even want to talk about the season before that with, uh, Claire and Tasha, whatever you want to do, let's talk some bachelor. Well, you know, reality TV, that is my favorite thing. It is my guilty pleasure. Uh, obviously, that's how we met. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, 
pretty much always always have been. I can't say right from the very beginning, but uh, I got into it probably about 10, 11 years ago um, and have been sort of mostly faithfully watching ever since. But, um, oh, man, that last season was was a bit of a a bit of a train wreck. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I feel like Matt should have picked Michelle. Absolutely, um, yeah. She great girl. Uh you and I discussed this a lot. Like just super nice girl, gorgeous, um wife material. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, aside from the controversy and, and everything that happened with Rachel, um you know, Michelle was just the clear winner. I mean, she would have been amazing for Matt. So I feel like he really, he really lost out on a good woman there. So obviously uh, they mentioned, or they uh, said that Katie will be the next bachelorette followed by Michelle. Reason being uh, Michelle didn't want to be away from her students uh, for back-to-back seasons. So that's why she's not the first bachelorette from that. Um, But my my thought is, uh, so in the meantime, Michelle, is she going to be, well, of course, COVID time, she's not going to, hopefully going to be going out very much, but, uh, is she like going to be actively not trying to find love for the next, like whatever it's going to be like a year, just so she can be on the reality show. Cause it's just kind of funny to me. Cause obviously you want to find love. That's the point in theory. That's the point of the show. Right. But, uh, is she just going to be, uh, like, no, no, I don't want to go on a date with you. I want to be on reality TV again. Screw you. <laughs> that, you know, that's interesting because I mean, there's obviously a time between when they announce who's going to be the bachelor bachelorette and then when they start shooting. So, I mean, are you allowed to go on dates? <laughs> like I said, I, you, I have no idea. That's that's very interesting. I mean, you're probably you're probably preparing for the show. I mean, I don't really know what it takes, all the preparation that that it takes to you know put the show together. But uh, I mean, I feel like I would still be going on dates. Yeah, but then again, you could be like a you're screwing over your chance of being on reality TV again and having your heart ripped out from you, like the like it happens every season. Like, wouldn't you rather have that? I know I would. Maybe it's, maybe it's in the contract that they're not allowed to date. Yeah, I don't know. And speaking of which, actually, uh, I just reminded myself I have to do my audition video for Bachelor in Paradise Canada. I believe the auditions end in the middle of April, something like that. So wow. I need to get on that because that would just be uh, oh, oh my god, that'd be such a ball. It'd be so much fun to be on that show. Uh, yeah, this one, the one thing I want to bring up, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, there's no chance I'll make it, but uh, <laughs> the last season, the one thing I wanted to bring up was, I'm sure it's happened in other seasons, and there obviously there's been um, you know, some women maybe, or, or on The Bachelor, there have been some men who have been uh, jerks, and some women this season were the same thing. But uh, I've never seen, that I can recall, so many women be such mean girls to each other. It was, it was incredible this season. I just couldn't believe, especially nowadays, that some of the words they were saying about each other was just astonishing. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, well, you and I discussed this a lot, and I'm pretty passionate about, well, about all things that I'm fans of, but um, bullying and calling out people who are, you know, mean or rude or whatever. Um, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was like it was like they all fed off each other. Um, and I feel like there is a lot of uh, regrets when the show aired. I feel like, uh, these girls were big time, big time regretting the things that they did and said, uh, yeah, cause it, it was bad. It was bad this year. 
Um, but there was a few girls, you know, redeeming that really stood up, like Katie was one of them, that really stood up and, and said, you know, that's not right. We shouldn't be talking about these people like that or treating these people like that. So, um, you know, there were some good points to it. But there was a lot of mean girls. Oh, mean girls. Yeah, well, the, there was ones early in the season, of course, Queen Victoria and Anna and some of them. But then they left. And the women who were saying that the those women were mean girls, then they became the mean girls. It was just like, oh, my right. God. It just it, yeah, ugh. it's like it's like they fed off each other. It's like a mob mentality that they just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I personally wouldn't be. I'm not a mean girl, anyways. But you know, I mean, you have to think about it. How is this going to come across? When mm-hmm. you're on national TV, how am I going to be portrayed? Uh, it's not a good look. No, no, not at all. Of course, one of those women who weren't uh, mean, and uh, we also had uh, Scully and I on our Bro Ceremony plug podcast, uh, Serena Pitt uh, from Canadian, just a sweet, sweet girl. She was so funny and interesting. You could uh, catch that uh, on YouTube, uh, Bros with an apostrophe ceremony uh, podcast. Serena was uh, absolutely great. So she's, uh, she's a lot of fun. Uh, other reality yes. shows... Uh, convince oh, me. I, what, oh, sorry. Hang on, I have I have to say this here. My mom is a big fan of Bro Ceremony. Uh, she was also a big fan of Serena on The Bachelor. Uh, but you know, she loves she loves Bro Ceremony. <laughs> She's a faithful uh, watcher, and thank you so much yes, for that. She one. Is. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, other reality shows, I know you always uh, talk to me about the 90 Day Fiance. I've never seen that show. I know some uh, buddies of mine will be posting about it, which is always so funny because. Those are the same buddies who'd be like, say, ripping me for watching The Bachelor. And it's like, essentially, aren't they essen- uh, pretty much the same type of show? Are they not? Like, uh, what, what's the selling point of 90 Day Fiance? No, 90 Day Fiance is definitely a different show than The Bachelor. Um, I but I mean, they're all, they're all dating nonsense. It's all stupidity. You know, that, that's the point I'm making. Is it not? <laughs> or I could be wrong. I've never seen it. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, my God. You're hilarious. So 90 Day Fiance has been on for several years now. Um, I did not start watching it right from the beginning. I think I picked up probably um, during the second or third season. Um, and it really blew up. So now there is there is so many different spinoffs uh, of the original 90 Day Fiance show. Um, and it's great. It is great TV. It is everything you could ask for in a reality show. And it just really sucks you in, you know, because they're showing um, these random people who have met somebody from another country and they're they're basically trying to bring them to uh, the United States. And some of them on some of the spinoffs, um, if, if they're not coming to the United States, the, the person is actually going to move to that country um, to be with their significant other uh, and that they show updates. Um, from you know the couples of seasons before, and this, it's just really you really get invested in their in their lives. And um, did they actually get married, these people, or is it just like the Bachelor? No one ever gets married. No, uh, they do get married. Um, several of them have got married uh, and divorced, not <laughs> together anymore. Uh, but a lot of them are still together and happily married and have children. And uh, you know, it's just it's great. You really get invested in their lives. Uh, and, you know, I have a few favorites, but it's just it's just a really, really good show. And you really get sucked in. Um, I was watching a few episodes yesterday. I'm a little bit behind on this current season. Um, so I binged uh, about three episodes yesterday. So I'm trying to catch up. But, it, you know, really, if you started watching it 
from maybe not from the beginning, but season two, season three, somewhere in there, uh, I feel like you would too get invested in it and you would be hooked. Well, I have no doubt I probably would. And it's just like I've watched so many different reality shows. Uh, I have no doubt that I would get into it uh, almost certainly. Uh, I, I can imagine it's better at least than Real Housewives shows, only, I know, which I know you love as well, only because all the Real Housewives, they're all divorced. None of them are actually married. It's like there's not, they're not Real Housewives. They're fake Housewives because they're all divorced. <laughs> well, they're not all divorced, but a lot of them are divorced. Uh, you know, actually, some of them are, are divorced and then remarried and then divorced again. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, unfortunately, that is the reality of marriage in North America. Mm, reality of reality shows. Well, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, I've, I've, I think I've only ever watched one episode of that. Yeah, I did for years ago to sort of joke about uh, on, oh, actually, no, I haven't actually watched that, but I did recap an episode on the, uh, way back in the day when we did the, um, the uh, <laughs> Going for Rogue podcast, Tagali, uh, Two Mom and I, and we just recapped the episode and just tried to talk about what was going on. Uh, yeah, I never understood the, the appeal of those shows, but I mean, I haven't seen them to be fair, and I'm sure just like all the other reality shows that maybe, I remember there was a time years ago, I was like, I'm not going to watch The Bachelor, this is stupid, da 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 <laughs> And then my uh, roommate Brent uh, got me sucked in within five minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh, I love the show ever since. So um, I am glad I got into Bachelor, that's for sure. Right. And I, I feel like uh, you would not be into The Real Housewives. Uh, that is not a show I would recommend for you. Uh, it's, I feel like it's more like a female sort of show. Of course, anybody can, anybody can watch it. But for you, I would recommend 90 Day Fiance. That would be... Uh, the show that I think you should watch. Although I know you don't have time for it. You have a pretty busy life and a uh, pretty busy, uh, you know, PVR. I'm sure that you have 500 episodes of Coronation Street to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of my mom, yeah, she's pretty disappointing me right now because uh, I actually I'd, uh, was all caught up on Coronation Street a few months ago and I said, you know what, I'm going to be able to watch uh, every episode a day. You know, I'm going to actually get out, stay honest, and I'm going to watch it so I can talk to you better because I know she loves it. And now I'm like 50 episodes behind again. It's like, oh my God. The reason being is because one of our, our shows, uh, these are these segues are coming so perfectly. Uh, <laughs> Superstore, I binged all five seasons of that on Netflix. I would um, recommend uh, people to watch that. The first few episodes, I wasn't sure. I was like, and I've heard from a lot of people, they've said, those first few episodes, nah, and then they sort of bailed on it. Go through the first couple. They're not, not that they're horrible or anything like that, but uh, keep going, and it gets really good. And uh, who's your favorite character on that show? And, uh, and uh, I know you love it. <laughs> yeah, so we actually started watching Superstore together, uh, which was fun. We, you know, watched it at the same time, talked about it. Highly recommend it. But my favorite character from Superstore would have to be Dina. <laughs> Yeah, Canadian she's, she's girl. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Um, I feel like she could have been the lead in that show. Really, she's hilarious. I'm a little bit uh, further behind than you. I, I think I'm almost finished season three, so I'm I'm a little bit more behind because I've got you know a few other shows on the go, um, and I haven't been binging it as much as you did. But great show, definitely recommend it. It's a it's a good half hour show uh, to binge Superstore. Yeah, and uh, previous podcast uh, Corey he was talking about Lauren Ash, obviously who plays Dina, and how, how he's you know she's done so well in that show, and yeah, she's uh, she's really really a, a really good character. Oh, they're all really good, and uh, definitely 
I just love the half hour comedies, just to be able to easily binge those shows. And I know you've been watching a show, rewatching a show, or, or maybe it's for the first time you've been watching it. I've already seen uh, all the seasons. Entourage. Uh, is this the first time you've watched Entourage, or are you rewatching it? Uh, basically, it's the first time I watched it. However, uh, years ago, I would catch an episode here and there, like when it was still actually on TV. Um, but I never watched it from the beginning. So uh, obviously, COVID is a great time to binge shows. I got through so many, but a half an hour show is the best one to binge because it, you get through them so quick. I'm already on to season six. So I started watching Entourage uh, probably just two weeks ago. And I, I mean, I'm already on season six. How many seasons? Great are there? Seven show. seasons, I think. There's eight, eight, eight seasons. Yes, it's 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 hilarious. It's on Crave. Uh, I just actually signed up for Crave because I thought I need something a little different than Netflix. So uh, signed up for Crave, and there's a lot of good, lot of good shows on there that you can binge. But the half an hour ones are great because you just get through them so much quicker. And Crave, so good. Crave, if you want to be a sponsor of this podcast, uh, you know, let, let, let's talk. <laughs> Crave is so awesome. Uh, does it hold up though? Some I, I've seen some episodes uh, recently, and it's like, ooh, boy, some of the things that Ari Gold says on Entourage, it's like you probably wouldn't be able to say them on television nowadays. Uh, yes, yes, there, there's a, there's a few cringeworthy moments uh, of things that are said, but still, it's a great show. Definitely recommend that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, Sarah, this has been a, a blast talking to you. Uh, I figure we'll I'll get you out of here on this uh, very important. Uh, thing in my life that I feel that uh, I, I try to impart onto people and I hope uh, they would uh, take the advice to heart and actually uh, do this themselves, use this themselves, I should say. Uh, and I would be curious to know if you would. Bidets, would you be all in on using a bidet? <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I feel like bidets have not caught on in Saskatchewan. Uh, I don't know anybody who has no. a bidet except no. you. Mm-hmm. Two mom, two mom uh, so, got me into it, and he was the he was the visionary on this. He was the pioneer in North America bidets. I swear, because yeah, for some reason it's not as big of a thing, and that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I feel like uh, bidets should be your sponsor somehow because uh, you are like the biggest advocate for bidets, and uh, I mean you've definitely inspired me to try it out. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but mm. I'm I'm uh, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I definitely, I definitely try, but it's just, it's, it's not a thing here. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who has a bidet. Um, so I feel like you need to become the, the spokesperson That'd be absolutely to promote this. Amazing. And uh, I wouldn't, uh, the one I have, as I've said before, it's just a $40 one off Amazon, just a contraption to the toilet. It wasn't like the full on, like, you know, thousand dollar, like separate right. one. That obviously I would never originally have paid money for that because that was just way too much money. But I do know a faithful <laughs> listener of this podcast, Spiros Karadakis, and those, uh, the gentlemen that usually come up for the uh, Toronto trip every year. Of course, they haven't been able to the last year, which is too bad. I know he has one. He got one from his wife, Melissa, for Christmas, and he swears by it. Yeah, they are the greatest thing going. They clean you. Bing, bang, boom. You're done so quickly. But I, it's just amazing the, the perception of them for some reason to people from people whenever I tell them, uh, them about it. It's like they're scared by it or something. It's water. Right. It's water that cleans you. What what's, could be so – I don't understand what's wrong with it. That's just bizarre to me, uh, the uh, people's opinions on it. Well, I think it's just the whole concept of thinking about, you know, wa putting water – you know, where the sun don't shine, but uh, <laughs> I feel like you you need to advocate 
for these bidets, you know, change people's lives. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. One podcast uh, after the other, you know, uh, one podcast at a time, hopefully changing people's lives. You know, that's what the, I strive to do with the H-Dog pod. Uh, right. You know, uh, well, Sarah, this has been uh, obviously a blast. I'm so thankful you were on the podcast and I can't believe it's already been 10 years talking to you, but uh, appreciate you t- the time and this has been uh, tons of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I, I mean, uh, never been on a podcast before, but what better podcast to be on than than the Hound Dogs podcast? Well, the most famous, the most famous one in Canada. Of course. Well, uh, we haven't said this word yet, but I think I will now. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Uh, but I have to, I have to say this because you know we didn't talk about Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Big Brother is the show that brought us together. I mean, I feel like Big Brother is what brought reality TV. Uh, you know, into where it is now. <clears throat> Would you agree with me on that? Like, Big Brother is the first show, the first reality show to really blow up um, and to open the door for, you know, how many other millions of shows. I would say the one that, for some reason, uh, I, I was going to bring this up, but I didn't. I was going to be a nice guy and not bring it up. The reality show really uh, hit uh, with a lot of people was Survivor back in the day. Uh, and of course, Big Brother was on like uh, I think it was the same year as well. Uh, the initial season wasn't very good, but uh, of course, Doctor Will, <laughs> our favorite on season two, was amazing. Uh, I can't even believe we didn't even talk about Doctor Will till now. Uh, apologies for uh, trying to end that podcast. What was I thinking on that one? Uh, yeah, no, survive- what, what are you doing? You're trying to get me off the phone? Well, yeah, but but this, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you? Why aren't you a Survivor fans? Always blow my mind. It's such a great show. It's so, shot so well. It's uh, there's lots of same similar similar things that they have on Big Brother. What's the beef with the uh, Survivor? That was the, the OG <laughs> show, not Big Brother. Yeah, I, there's there's no there's no beef. It's you know I feel like if I would have started watching it right from the beginning, uh, like you did. I probably would have been hooked as well, um, but I I didn't I didn't I didn't start watching Survivor. I've never watched it actually. Um, I mean I know I know some of the people from the show, um, but I don't I don't I've never watched a season. Uh, so I feel like oh. if I had started it from the beginning, then I probably would be addicted just like you are. <sighs> so disappointing, but uh, yeah, no, I would say that like I said, it's, it was the OG show, but uh, Big Brother season two with Doctor Will. That one really hit, and I love him so much. And I, I'm glad he's still part of the Big Brother franchise. I don't blame him for never going on again because his legacy is secure. Why would he even want to go back? But how right. awesome would it have been if he was on uh, the last season of Big Brother All Stars? Oh, that would have been that would have been amazing. I feel like he would have won. <laughs> I feel he would definitely not have won, but I uh, would love to have seen him try. Yeah, uh, Doctor Will definitely one of the best Big Brother contestants of all time. Uh, but you know that while I love Dr. Will, my favorite of all time is Derek. Uh, Derek Lavasser. I thought you were going to say Rachel. I'm surprised by this development. Oh, well, Rachel, Rachel, you know, I love Rachel, but Derek, uh, he was an amazing, amazing contestant. He is definitely, I think he is the best of all time. No. But Dr. Will is right up there with him. No. You're wrong. Derek only had uh, Derek was only on one season and he won, which is amazing. He was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Derek was outstanding. Dr. Will won his season, his original season. Then as the yeah. only previous winner on All-Stars, went all the way to the final four and got his buddy to win the season. 
The only previous, right. the hugest target ever on his back going into that season. And he told everyone he, uh, uh, he hates them all to get them to vote him off. And then they didn't vote him off. I will be throwing every competition. I will throw every HOH. I will throw every POV. And I will throw every food competition. George is on slop. And I will do the best I can to ensure that we all are on slop. I can't find an individual to hate. Because I hate you all. <laughs> to win your season, just like now, to be fair to Derek, he hasn't been on a second season. So to be fair to him, he can't necessarily, you know, he hasn't been on a second one. But right. on, on, on all all-star season as the only previous winner to go to the final four and get your buddy to win Boogie, that's the goat of all time. It just, there's right. a lot of recency bias with people to say that. So I'm ashamed of you right now. <laughs> I thought Doctor. I thought Doctor Will and I. You, you, you and I have, were on the same page about Doctor Will, and I'm very, very upset right now. Oh damn! Well, sorry to disappoint you, but you know, I mean, it's very, very close to me. Um, I love Derek a lot. I love Doctor Will. I mean, he's amazing, amazing, amazing mastermind. Rachel is also up there, but she doesn't. She doesn't. She's not top two for me. Uh, it's definitely Derek and Doctor Will. What can I say? Oh, uh, it should be Dr. Will and Derek on that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to end this podcast on yesterday, a negative note, but um, Sarah, the tribe has spoken. Bye bye. <laughs> the tribe has said, mm, bang. <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Bye. Bang. What a blast that was talking to my good friend Sarah Anderson, even if we ended on such a sour note. Come on. Total recency bias that she said Derek was the GOAT. Dr. Will in Season 2 was the OG, arguably not only the greatest Big Brother player ever, but the greatest reality show player of all time. Always tons of fun talking with Sarah, and I do love that we're on the same page about grammar. Honestly, it drives me crazy with how awful things nowadays are in that regard. It's real annoying. I try not to take it personal, but it's super frustrating. I still lose my mind over it. I definitely recommend Superstore as a beauty half-hour comedy. It's easy to digest, and it's on Netflix. But if Crave wants to sponsor this podcast, then I'll never mention a Netflix show again. You can follow Sarah on social media at FlamesGirl01 on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening to episode 60 of the H-Dog Pod. Bang! This has been the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. What? Derek over Will? What? You didn't you know that I thought that? No. You totally knew that. Yeah. No. I, I love Derek. <sighs> I know I, he's a great player, but come on, Dr. Will, he, I thought like that, that, that know, was a common bond. I, I well it is, it is, but Derek. <sighs>